Welcome back to Stream of Thought. This is episode number 177, and we kick things off with a venting victor. I talk a little bit about just what I've been having to deal with in life the last two weeks, and Rick's shares a similar sentiment. And this is an episode filled with anxiety and tension, which is okay in a time like this. We all need to just vent, and that is what we do this episode. And without further ado, we enter into episode number 177 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Dude, let me tell you exactly what's been going on in my life the last week. So, this feels like this last week, it just feels like I've been in limbo. Like, I can't keep track of the day. It's just like, it's one of those... I realized it's like, oh my goodness, I feel like I've been going crazy for for a long time, and it's only been three days. It's one of those things where it's where you're in this, uh, you know, hyperbolic time chamber, <laughs> and you come out, and it's only been you know a couple days, and you feel like you've been in there forever, uh, like when Trunks was training to fight. Vegeta or something, whatever those guys were. I was thinking of Dragon Ball Z, okay. um, Frieza, and Goku and Super Saiyan and all that. They trained inside of a hyperbolic time chamber so they could train for like years or months, but really it would only any. That's beside the point. All right, that is completely beside the point. Victor, get back on track. So to rewind, I was working towards this promo that had a deadline for Postmates. It was a promotion for people that would join and you got, you got to do a certain amount of trips inside the first 30 days. I sign up and I don't do it for like two weeks and then I do a little bit and then I really didn't start until like last Friday. So I have, you know, seven days to do what I had 30 days to do. Anyway, I start working and I'm knocking out these trips on like a Friday, I'm knocking them out. Saturday, knock them out. Sunday, knock them out. Monday, knocking some out. Tuesday comes along. I'm like, all right, I'm feeling pretty good. But then all of a sudden, Tuesday early afternoon, my car, it had done this a couple times, but Tuesday is when it happened like several times in a row. And then one time it happened, I was like, uh-oh, I should get it checked out. My car wouldn't start. It would make like that squealing sound. And then it sometimes it would start to start up, and then it wouldn't. I'm like, shit, my car's about to die. I gotta, I do not want to be caught in the middle of a trip. So I finish my my delivery. I come back to the mechanic that's just two blocks away from where I live, and I leave my car there for the rest of the day, for the rest of Tuesday, for him to work on it first thing Wednesday morning. So I don't do any deliveries for Tuesday dinner. I don't do anything on Wednesday. And then Thursday was an absolute bust, and I was so pissed off because I essentially wasted two and a half days of nothing. Oh, yeah. And the reason that I'm in my car – I forgot about that. The whole reason that I'm using my car and not the electric bike is because the electric bike needs to be fixed. Like the brake, the rear or front brake had to be completely – there were like that. all these yeah. little yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there were all these little maintenance things and so i uh tell dan 
about it, and he's like, oh, it'll it'll be a quick fix. You know, I'll have it back to you in no time. So I'm thinking like three or four days. I go back to his apartment like a week later for something, and right away I know the bike has not been touched. Then I started using my car, right? So now this is – so Tuesday when I drop it off at the mechanic, it's been – it's now been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's been four and a half days of using my car. And I'm already like – I'm okay tolerance-wise of using a car. I'm – I'm okay. Was it was it was it kind of a shift from going from your your scooter bike or whatever to the back to the car? I'm assuming absolutely. It fucking kind of sucked. Massive absolutely. inconvenience. Absolutely, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. That sounds horrible. Because you because the the car is chunky. You need to find a place to park. You get like there's so much baggage. There's literally so much extra weight using a car versus the electric bike right the electric bike almost has no no cons with the exception that it had to be fixed and i need a larger battery that's it everything else is great and the car sucks with the exception too is it was nice for a little bit to jump in the car because it was cool cruising around a little bit you know what i'm saying have the radio and so it was nice to change it up but it's like i'm not trying to do that for several days in a row maybe one day maybe two days I drop it off at the mechanic. Bike is still getting fixed. Now my car is getting fixed. Now I have zero transportation for a day and a half. I get back into the car again because I don't have the electric bike. Thursday fucking sucked because they had a promotion during the day. And it's like, well, if you have these promotions, I would like to think that they are somewhat attainable. Like if you're saying do eight or nine trips – from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. and get an extra $50, I imagine that is attainable as opposed to starting at 10 a.m., doing one trip, and then sitting for like an hour and a half until the next delivery. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm sitting there trying to think how these algorithms work because I'm right next to... And and just so you know, like, I'm sitting there a few times. Like, there's no way I shouldn't be getting a delivery right now because... The way that it works is it's what I've noticed and what people say on YouTube when they're talking about it is like it goes to the person who's closest to the restaurant. Right. Bro, I'm sitting at pretty much La Brea and Melrose where there's a ton of restaurants and there's a string of like four or five restaurants in a row just on one street, just in one little half block. And Chipotle is one of them. And Chipotle is always popping, dude. Chipotle is always popping. People freaking love it. And there's no reason why between one, two, three, four, five, like seven restaurants in the immediate, you know, within 50 to 100 feet of each other, why I didn't get one for an entire hour and a half. And so that's what really infuriated me. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. How do you expect someone to do a job if you don't even – provide them the opportunity to do the fucking job you know it brought me back to when i was a waiter and i would get so pissed because there'd be some nights where you know oh we don't have any books to write down the orders oh we don't have any silverware it's all getting cleaned oh we've broken too many red wine glasses and we don't have any so you know you have to use this other glass it's like fuck like how that's what always 
infuriates me about anything is when you don't have the tools or the resources to do the job that you're trying to do in the first place. So, so first of all, I have to say, I know how dedicated you are to this whole um, progress of the what's it doordash uh right now it's postmates but i jumped back i whatever whatever's doing a promo because doordash was real stingy for a while so i jumped over to postmates it's just frustrating because like you like when i go out there i understand if it's if it's not busy but i at least expect to get something there's a difference between like not getting a whole lot getting whatever and getting virtually fucking nothing and then on top of that you can't help but feel i mean and this is where it doesn't matter because it's just a it's just an algorithm it's not like it's attacking you personally but you almost feel insulted and offended when the order when some of the orders that come through it's like you want me to fucking drive from hollywood and la brea to pick up this ramen and drive my ass all the way to culver city absolutely not absolutely not like when it these insane distances or when it's like hey we know you're right here why don't you drive you know three miles backwards to pick up this restaurant pick up from this restaurant and then come back to where you already are right now to drop off the food it's like what and sometimes i get like no joke dude i get like three or four or five in a row where they want me to travel some crazy distance, and I'm like, decline, decline, decline. De-. It's, it's like now great because now everything's so, you know, animated and robotronic and algorithms. It's like great now, you know, whatever formula this thing uses, it just pinged me, you know, five, six, seven times in a row, and I declined every single one of them. That's not going to help, you know. However, it works is to, into deciding who gets the next delivery. I have no idea. Supercomputer shit. What's your mental space? This happened what a couple of days ago. So now you're, how's your reorientation? Dude, I'm not process? done yet. I'm giving you a complete, oh, you know, no. synopsis oh, of no. seven days. Okay. This is bring just, it on, bring thir- it on. you know, I'll take it all. This is just last Thursday. We're still going. So I feel like shit and I'm infuriated and pissed and because now – and even though I had a day and a half break from my car, getting back in the car, I'm starting to get very agitated with everything and everyone around me. I'm starting to get furious with anyone and everything because I'm in the car again all day long and there's a bunch of – I'm going to try and stop myself when I you know, am emotionally triggered but there are so many people – who I feel superior to because they just don't know how to drive without intention. They're driving without any fucking intention. Like they got their driver's license from the 99 cent store, you know what I'm saying? Or Walmart or, you know, they just picked up from Dollar Tree or whatever the fuck. I can go on and list everything that I fucking hate about everyone else that's driving a car, but I'm not going to. So there's that. And then come Friday, I do great. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. God is good, man. The universe is making up for the shit show that happened Thursday. Friday, knock it out of the park. Saturday, knock it out of the park. I'm feeling good, dude. I can do this. I'm rallying, dude. I wake up Sunday. I wake up Sunday not well rested at all. I have a headache because I'm dehydrated. And I'm dehydrated because I've been overworking myself. And I just feel like shit and I'm off to a slow start and like it sucks. On top of that, I go to Sam's Bagels because on Saturday I got some bagels and they were great. 
and it was a great start to the day. And I was like, man, I got to come here more often. I go there the next day. The bagels were not as great. I'm pretty sure that they were left there from the day before. They were a bit dry. On top of that, my mouth is already dry because I'm dehydrated. So I'm like trying to eat this, you know, bread product and it's just not going down because I don't have any saliva, you know, to have enzymes break down the material. Right. You know? So, and I'm just like, fuck this. On top of that, I feel like shit. And so I come back home and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go out in the afternoon. Like I just, I'm mentally, I'm not with it. And, uh, I thought to myself, you know what, Victor, you could do this. You could, you know, it's hard, but you can stick, you can do this. And I'm, I just like, no, I'm, I'm not in the right headspace. You know, it was that day, actually, I was feeling great going into um, a different day. Or maybe was it that? I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was that day. I was like, okay, okay Victor, try and be positive. You're feeling like shit, but like you can be positive. Bro. By the time I got to the first inter- light stoplight by my house, so I'm in the car for 10 seconds, I'm already pissed off. I'm already fucking pissed off at somebody. Like, <laughs> this is going to be a long fucking day. And I was like, dude, this is not – this is not in the uh, best interest of my mental health. So I decided not to uh, work Sunday afternoon. So I went back out – so I went out like Sunday night and it was just whatever – I was like, this fucking sucks. And then come Monday morning, I was just like, dude, fuck this promotion. I'm not doing this bullshit. I'm not bending. Like, I had, to, I fucked it up. I didn't get started early enough. I'm not going to try and – I've had too much of the car. Too much of my mental energy has been drained, and I'm getting angry at everybody and everything, and I'm just infuriated, and it's just not worth my mental health. So I didn't work yesterday. I didn't work Monday, Tuesday. Or this at, or this morning slash early afternoon. And again, it was just going back to the car. And on Saturday, Saturday I felt good getting these deliveries. I was like, okay, you can do it. You can do it. Like, you hang in there. You know, you got this and some other stuff. And it just came all tumbling down Sunday morning when I woke up. I was like, fuck this. And so I took the last couple of days off. And I feel way better. I feel way better. But on top of that, on top of all of that, I notice any little thing that upsets me, I immediately feel like this sharp uh, but very quick tension in my shoulders and neck. I don't know if, of any massage places that are open. And another thing that's just infuriating because I find I find a reason – got it's gotten to the point where it's like anything that's in front of me, I find a reason to become extremely upset. Even at things that are completely innocuous in nature, I find a reason to be fucking pissed off at that. You know what I'm saying? I'm pissed because I have so much tension in my neck and shoulders and being upset all the time and irritated, but I can't go to a masseuse because apparently the whole rise in COVID, which by the way, I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty sure it was a result of people getting together with family over Thanksgiving. I mean, let's be honest. Duh. Because I mean, because seriously, come within on. Within days, on. the last Thursday of the month, and by the first week of December, all of a sudden, crazy, insane. Yeah, because people are getting together with all their family members for Thanksgiving. That's why. Because honestly, okay, you're saying salons are closed, massage places are closed, right? All these business, all the, 
all of the retail outlets are have the same practice. Wear a mask, extra sanitizing, six feet apart. Anytime you go into a retail place, you play by the rules. You may not play by the rules when you're with close friends or like you're with, uh, you know what I'm saying? People always, I see people not wearing masks and hanging out with people that aren't their roommates, obviously. Yep. But anyway, so then what you're saying is, because also what what was pissing me off is like, wait a minute, I can't get a massage or a haircut, but the gap is open if people want a pair of jeans. Oh, Starbucks is open for your pumpkin latte. Oh, wait a minute. Liquor stores are still open if you need a bottle of booze. You're telling me fucking retail, Starbucks, and liquor stores are deemed essential, right, to the infrastructure of this economy, Mm -hmm. but salons and massage places and other places here and there are not because what you're because this is what you're saying because you're like picking and choosing like just either shut it all down which you fucking can't because it'll everything will collapse or leave it all open because by shutting down salons and by picking and choosing you know by taking this route that we need to have another lockdown what you're saying is the precautions that have been put in place are not working that's what you're saying and if they're not working, then why are half of the places still open and half of the places are closed? Let's just call it how it is. Motherfuckers got together on Thanksgiving and got everyone sick. So that <laughs> that is another thing. Like just lack of fucking thinking on the masses. You know me, dude. Just Just the lack of clarity and lack of just like fucking intelligence with this whole thing. So that's another thing pissing me off because I can't get a haircut and I can't get a massage. And it's for bureaucratic bullshit reasons. On top of, again, going back to being in a car all day long for several days because my bike is being fixed because it's taking way longer than I was told that it would be fixed. So all of these fucking things working together against my sanity in the perfect brew of hate, of hatred stew. That's what I'm dealing with. <laughs> the perfect brew of hatred stew. I feel yeah. like that that is that is a band name waiting to happen. I I actually one <laughs> so it's kind of interesting too. Um, I I don't know how parallel this is to your personal like frustrations stuff like that. Um, obviously, my dad came back from Florida. I came back from New Jersey, back to our home. We were safe, all that. Now we have Christmas approaching. And um, my sister's boyfriend, um, his mom, who lives in Michigan, didn't want him to come up to Michigan because of COVID, etc. And so now he is going to come and join us uh, for Christmas. And he is somebody who... I, I, I mean, I don't know how seriously he takes it. Um, he, he's not willing to get a COVID test or anything like that. But my sister, you know, I trust her, right? I, I trust my little Skittle uh, to be able to, like, make the right choice and to know those sort of things. But there is that element of anxiety. And I was talking with my mom today actually about she's like why just why why would you risk it why would you do this thing or the other thing and like well you know you gotta you gotta trust in something right you gotta be able to make a way to 
you know, allow that with the, the risk that just, it, it, it really, it's breaking everything right now. And it, it really is a painful experience for me and is something that I, I feel like you're dealing with right now as things are constantly evolving and changing. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta find that middle ground and, and that's, you know, it's temporary. It's, it's something that's only going to happen for a short period of time, hopefully, but we're going to get through this. I hope that's something that is in the back of your mind. I know you're a person of faith and are going to be on the podcast of Recalled, uh, this week but yeah that's how i felt on saturday uh mostly because i was like you know what i just need i i uh i went to herbarium i was like dude i can't do this without some without a joint and so then i went i just got a joint and that's part of the reason it was just like oh it was so much better on saturday dealing with bullshit but um but also on saturday yeah i did i was like you know what this is all temporary like everything is cool because I was getting deliveries. I was making – I was having a good time. I was making some money. I was like, okay, I can do this. And then Sunday happened. I was like, you know what? <sighs> I'm in the middle right now of just a uh, – of a battle. I'm in the middle of a battle with myself. And I'm just like, fucking A. I just want this to end. <laughs> like I'm hoping it can end going into the new year. But this is – and then I've like I've done some serious soul searching, some serious thinking, as a result of just thinking in my car, and then meditation, and just when you're alone with your own thoughts at night. And I'm like, dude, I've been fighting a battle with myself for a, you know longer than a week. I didn't realize it until I was like, damn, dude, this battle's been going on for at least a year. Probably when the probably. When the pandemic started, and the crazy thing is, it has nothing to do with the pandemic. The pandemic is completely separate from things. I mean, aside from what I just described to you, like, it's just very annoying, like, seeing plastic over fucking buttons. Like, dude, you're going to press yeah. the button anyway. Why is there plastic? Like, little, whatever. But even before the uh, pandemic, it was like around the time that I started getting really fucking tired of sprouts. And then the pandemic happened and I use that as a reason to not go to work for five weeks. So pretty much this whole year I've been I've had a a battle with myself that that I did not know existed until this week. And I'm like, whoa, this has been going on for at least nine months. Nine or ten months. Bro, I, I can I can share that um, personal experience. I I don't know what it is either. Uh, it feels as though this personal battle with myself, the way that you were describing it, is uh, yeah 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 that that's popped up in the past couple of weeks. Um, maybe it had something to do with the fact that my mother said, "Oh, you're gaining quite a bit of weight," um, kind of thing. Where it just there there's something that sparks in you where it's like, "Wow, am I really doing the right things to be able to like." energize my soul am i am i just falling into this kind of chasm of depression or um you know immobility and just allowing myself to like rest in this period of quarantine or am i trying to do something proactive dude i was uh 
another, um, another, I guess you can say, revelation that I had on Saturday was oh, and part of the reason too, another reason why I felt so awesome on Saturday night was because <laughs> I was getting deliveries, I was smoking weed, I was also listening to. Uh, Kid Cudi's newest album, Man on the Moon 3, and it's phenomenal. It's absolutely amazing. And so that's another reason why I was feeling really good. So all of those things together, I was feeling awesome. And I was, and I realized um, that I too, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing enough. I need to like change. I need to change the way I do things. Because I, too, am not feeling enough. And then I had this realization. I was like, oh, my goodness, this battle that I've been having. I'm like, dude, I didn't say to myself I, I've had a battle with myself. I actually said, like, dude, I've been at, I've been at war with myself. Because that's really, you know, that really sums it up. You know, battle, it's not like it's, – it's a straight-up, like, atrocious war that I've been unconsciously having with myself that I, yeah. that I just realized this last week. And – um and so I came to this realization and I was like, oh my goodness, like this battle, this is, you know, there's, there's the way that I was and then there's the way that I see myself being going into the new year. And like this battle that I'm having with myself is, you know, the old, uh, the old interface, the old software, as Elliot Hulse said in our interview that we had with him. VNR Media, straight up episode one, early 100s of Stream of Thought. Yes. Uh, quick <laughs> plug for that. Elliot Hull said, like, the ego is an interface. And that particular, you know, operating system is trying to update itself, but it at the same time won't update itself. And that's why I've, I've had this friction between. Uh, between where I am and where I want to go, and dude, it sucks. But but get this: the very next day, um, because in in that in that evening, I was like, dude, there's going to be so many great. I'm going to accomplish so many great things. And then the next day, my my buddy Jack, because I saw him for coffee like the previous week, and was like, dude, I'm gonna. He did a tarot card reading for me back in like February, and he said, dude. I forgot to bring the tarot cards, but I'm going to pull a card for you. I'm going to pull a card for you this week. I'm not going to tell you about it until I do it, and I'll summarize what the card means. So he texted me on Sunday the tarot card that he pulled for me and then what it means. And I was like, bro, everything that that card means, I've been thinking of the last 24 hours. It was so crazy pretty much spelled out exactly what I was thinking. I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's so trippy. Was it so for me, those moments are are points of reflection where it's like, oh shit. Like I gotta take a breath and be able to like absorb everything that's going around me. And I think that's part of like my frustration right now where I just I feel like there's so much stimuli just bombarding me from every angle. And I I'm having trouble being able to kind of make sense of all these different things from ministry to work to personal life to the extracurricular stuff like we're doing right now with the podcast. I mean, all these things are just like 
overwhelming in a certain sense, and at the same time, I feel as though there is something that I'm missing, right? That keystone, that that way to be able to integrate all of these external emotions into something productive, constructive, um, to be able to do something with all of that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I like as you're talking, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the exact same way that you've described the past like half hour of your your personal experiences. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do with it. I mean, it's it's all in that. Uh, ethereal space of just it's floating out there it's it's all this random noise and there there's something there there's there's a way to be able to like funnel that into something that can be life-giving and that for like me personally like i want to give knowledge and and life and love to other people and yet my own personal life feels as though it's this catastrophic cacophony of um randomness and i don't know what to make of it so yeah i I don't know man the way that i interpret when you're feeling like that is that you're not doing you know you're there's an imbalance because you're not doing what you're supposed to do Mm. so i um because i was planning out all the stuff that i'm trying to do for the first few months of the year yeah. And I was working on a, a few of those things in the computer. And I was like, oh, wow, this is so – and one of one of which was uh, background information for a character that I'm developing that I created when I was doing an improv class for a exercise we did. And I reread the monologue and I was like, damn, I, I, this is so funny. And so I went back and I was just writing some backstory. And I spent like you know, 10 or 15 minutes doing it and that was it. But I was like, Wow that 10 or 15 minutes of just typing a few things on the computer for this character felt really, really good. It, it, it was, it was, uh, therapeutic. It's like, Oh, because it was moving in the direction of something that I want to do, you know? So there's little things, these little things that I've done throughout the day. And for a, a brief moment of time, I am temporarily relieved of, uh, the overwhelming, you know, shadow of distraught and anxiety and gnashing of teeth that I found solace in one small action. I was like, okay, I just need to do more of these little actions. That's what it is. I'm too, I'm too focused on things that don't matter. Yo, man, I, I, and that's something too that I feel like is uh, a component that I've lost over the years where my goodness, when I was able to either think, speak, or write into actions, like the various things that were going through in my mind, <laughs> like the anxiety and frustration, stuff like that, um, that's part of the reason why I wrote the books that I did, right? I could create multiple characters with, with different personalities and ideas and stuff like that. Like, it's important, <laughs> for me anyway, to be able to, to speak the thoughts into words or actions and to kind of get that out there. Because for me, if I hold it in my own self, it becomes poisonous. And it, I built this resentment and I, I build this anxiety and frustration and even hatred towards other people because I can't express what it is that is burdening my soul. And a lot of times it's just me. It's me that has the problem. And I need to be able to like get that off my chest in whatever way is possible. And 
I, yeah, during the pandemic, I mean, there have been ways to do that, but man, I am, I am wholly inadequate when it comes to being able to, like, realize the, the full potential of just being free, being free, you know, right. but isn't that what we all want? Yeah, like, the reason they didn't work today was because I was like, you know what? Fuck work. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm going to do these other things that are more important because they're better for just, I mean, it's just working on, you know, acting stuff or whatever. Because, like, I'm not going to become a slave to the job of, like, trying to get money and do these promotions. And it's like, I didn't do this, I didn't get this stuff done earlier, and so by the time that I wanted to get done. So it's just going to bleed over into the afternoon. Then I'll go out in the evening. And I felt so much better about finishing the work that I had to do and not actually like doing Postmates. Whereas, you know, last week I was so focused on doing the Postmates stuff where my approach now is I'm going to do all the things that I want to knock out in the morning, you know, I, I have a, I have a list of things that I try and knock out before 10 AM so that I can either go out and deliver at 10 AM or 11 and, you know, and I didn't get them done. So I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to knock these things out and then I'll go out in the afternoon because this is stuff that I want to do is more important than trying to pay my rent. So <laughs> I'll just do those first. There are things that you could do that fit your skill set but don't bring you the revenue. And then there are things that you have to do, like your DoorDash or whatever the fuck other, like, programs that you're, you know, doing right. that, like, it's required for just to, to make ends meet. And it's, I, I've been there. It's painful. It's a, it's a really shitty situation to be in. And I, yeah, man, I... I don't know. In a, in a time like this right now, especially during the the Christmas season, which is all supposed to be about love and joy and hope and stuff like that, where you're just like, "Fuck, you know, I gotta get out there. I gotta do my thing. I've gotta I've gotta make sure that I have enough money to pay the rent." Yeah, know. we were. Our, uh, we there's no one except for me. Uh, I was driving around, and uh, it doesn't feel. I saw my mom. It doesn't feel like Christmas. It's Christmas is not on my radar because one, yeah. it's not cold and there's no snow. They have Christmas decorations and stuff, but I was like driving around. I was like, dang, there's a lot of a lot of places that don't have their Christmas lights up. A lot of houses that don't have Christmas lights up. Like in Glen Ellen, everyone's got Christmas lights up, and there's people that don't have any Christmas lights up at all. But most people have Christmas lights up. Now here at all, you know, the apartments and houses, some of them do, but not a lot. So it doesn't really feel like Christmas. And then I was, uh, me, I was driving around, you know, being, uh, just upset. And I remember seeing like some Christmas decorations or whatever. And, you know, you kind of hear Christmas music around and everyone's happy and joyful. I'm just like, yeah, fuck Christmas. Fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be... I'm just going to be angry and upset and bitter right now. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I have kind of felt that way too. Um, and at the same time, I'm also like, I don't know. I, I, I try to find some sort of gratitude in the fact yeah. that we're, we're still like, our families are still alive. I mean, there's a lot of people suffering right now, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't make it any easier, but at least there's kind of something to hold on to. I, 
I still struggle to to bridge that gap between the season and finding joy in my own life. Um, but you know, it's uh, I don't know. I I feel I feel as though it's an experience that I think we don't deserve or need, but can make us stronger after we go through it, assuming that everything goes as kind of anticipated <laughs> without casualty. Right, for sure. Yeah, I'm just waiting for it to be done. <laughs> Do you have yeah. anything else you want to ha- uh, add? I don't have anything. There... I said all my qualms. And... <laughs> there was, well, I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate this. My my confusion about what to make of the season came actually this week, where there's uh, obviously doing church stuff. Um, I'm going to be preaching and, and stuff like that for the church. But the... Oh, what's the best way to put this? So, in the midst of the chaos that has been my life, and I feel very uncertain about the way that life is, is going right now, um, in my world and in my family's world, um, had a, uh, the, the wedding couple that I had married back, uh, in November, the mother of the groom called me up and she was saying something to the extent of, we normally sponsor a family for Christmas. We're not, uh, our, our church sponsors a family for Christmas. We're not going to do this this year would you be willing to be the recipient of that donation that would occur otherwise, you know? And so they're just going to write you They are They, so what you're saying is they're asking you permission. If they can just write you a check just for the sake of writing you a check, because normally. Right. Nice. Write the church a check. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, Oh, for the uh, church or for you? No, for the church. It's not. Oh. I yeah no. Not, I thought no. they were gonna cut you some more money. <laughs> I don't. I don't want that, dude. I thought. Man, I thought not... you were saying that. I thought you were saying the church of the of the groom that the mom was saying normally the church sponsors a family, but we're not doing that. Would you like? Would you, Rick Storcell, be the recipient of the monetary equivalent of what the donation would be? Well, first of all, no. And second of all, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that. Um, that that just it, – it would not – it would not orient with my moral compass. I If it goes to the church and we have the opportunity to be able to utilize those resources for various, um, like, good things that we've been doing, then yes, like all that. So – but apparently that's kind of a, a very big thing out on the East Coast, especially in the wealthier suburbs on the East Coast where – it's that phone call to kind of, do you know what I'm talking about? There's a phone call to ask or to assure people that their donations are going to be utilized in a charitable way. I I don't know. It's a wealthy person thing. I I don't know if you've ever. So you just, what you're saying is the church around Christmas time calls up all the people that, are its members that they know have money asking them for money. Yes, or normally what happens, it's a process, right, where they're on a list and there's an expectation that they donate that money to the church, et cetera, et cetera. 
they decided this year because the program that they normally donated to wasn't in place that they would defer the resources to our church which was based off the fact that I married her son and daughter-in-law got it okay which is um weird I don't know I I mean I'm I'm humbled and honored but it's kind of it was kind of a, a surreal experience to be like I'm literally having a conversation with somebody right now who um, could support financially the mission if I say the right things, and if I say the wrong things, maybe that won't happen. Like, there was that tension as to, do I need to say the right... And, and that's the thing, too. There's no benefit to me, but I'm like, yes, yes, let's, let's build something. Right. I don't know. That's cool. At least you. So you got some money. You got some money for the church. What are you going to do with Just it? Little, little bit of light. Little bit of light in the darkness. Dude, you know? I remember uh, uh, this uh, bit that I think George Carlin did, and he was doing this bit saying how uh, he's like, hey, you know, you know. God is almighty everywhere and, and all these things. But there's one thing that he's always asking for from people. Money. And then I was thinking of a time when I was with Jeff at this church that he would bring me to sometimes. where He, he made a comment saying, like, dude, I don't know. Like, am I an asshole? Because, you know, every week. We donate money, and now they're asking for more money for this pizza party. It's like, really, you can't just ask a, you can't just have a pizza party just for pizza. It's like I gotta, you know, what's next? I gotta, I gotta pay to breathe the air that's inside the church. <laughs> I feel, I feel like we've ended but this yeah, I uh, got episode. You. I got yes, you. yeah, yeah. We're 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 well beyond um, <laughs> what we need to be talking about right now. Until next time.